Hey, welcome to episode 20 of Tangible Takeaways. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Jackson, and today I'm gonna talk about how texting, phone calls, and FaceTimes should be our model for praying with God. And I'm Landon. I'm gonna talk a little bit about the tension between God's will and our will and how that comes together in prayer. It's gonna be really good. All that and more in this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to episode 20 of Tangible Takeaways. Man, so good to have you on again, Landon. I'm back. From 11 to 20, a nine-episode absence, but here you are. How many people have been on twice? I mean, it's a very small number. Hey. It's a very small number. I will take it. Yep. I'll so you're it. you're in a, an elite <laughs> echelon here of Tangible Takeaways uh, uh, hosts. Um, man, we're kicking off our 40 Days series, right? Like, pretty exciting to get into the the topic of prayer. Um, that's what it is, right? 40 days of prayer. 40 days of prayer. I'm kind of a big fan. Give me your thoughts on this. I'm kind of a big fan of setting a specific amount of time for it. Like, obviously, the hope is not that we would just take 40 days out of the year and those would be the only 40 days that we pray. But on the other side of things, the fact that we're going to take 40 days and say that this is it's going to have an end, right? Like the lights at the end of the tunnel, just like kind of try to build this habit in the next 40 days and get real serious about prayer. What what do you think about that? That helps me a ton. Yeah. I'm a, a small goals. Yeah. I don't like to set too lofty of a goal because it, it often feels like I'll never achieve it. Yep. Not that I don't have lofty goals, but set a small goal and then set a new one when you reach it. But so 40 days for me is really helpful. I know a lot of churches do 21 days of prayer or things like that to start the yeah. year. Uh, but yeah, 40 days. I mean, Prayer is specifically mentioned in one of the spiritual gifts. People mm. have the gift of intercession or mm. prayer. That's probably not something I would identify. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a Prayer's, struggle. It's a challenge. Yep. Uh, I get I'm very distracted and me too, short-sighted. Man. Yes. And so the 40 days is a good like. We can do this. We yeah. can focus yeah. on prayer for this season. Focus up. Yeah. See what God wants and to grow. And it's not an us. overwhelming amount of time. No. You know, like no. like you said, it's a, it's a manageable goal to say, hey, I'm going to take these 40 days. I'm going to get really serious about prayer. And and even this week, I thought was such a great challenge. Sometimes I think when you've been around church for a long time, um, you you kind of begin to hear the, almost the party lines on certain topics, right? And prayer is a big topic in Scripture, mm-hmm. and so. There are just kind of the normal rhythms of things that you hear about prayer, but Pastor Tom opened up our series on 40 days of prayer with a very different angle than really I've ever heard taught on prayer, which I thought was really valuable. And it was all about pregame, kind of everything yes. that you do to get ready to pray, which is never something that we think of when we think of prayer, right? With prayer, we, we always think of like, well, you just you just kind of say whatever, right? Like you just, it's a good thing you got the time in the car, that 10 minutes to work, you just, you lock in, you say whatever comes to mind, and then that's it, check the box, you know? But he was talking a lot about how our prayer requires a lot of this pre-work ahead of time. So, so what would you say, like when you look at that, why does prayer require so much pregame? I think it's super helpful to consider um, just to just to look at, at what God's doing and evaluate your own heart, your own week. I think oftentimes we go to God straight with just our own desires. Mm-hmm. Like, God, give me this or help me get this job or give me a raise or whatever. I, I promise I'll honor you. But sometimes it's really helpful to look 
look within right now and say, well, am I doing that right now? Hmm. Before I even go to God to to ask those questions. You know, we're supposed to make our requests known, but you know, ultimately, I mean, I think as followers of Christ, we're our goal is just to please to please God. So sometimes hmm. it's it's good to look back and, you know, currently your week or your day or what you're doing before you really lay it all out there and just evaluate where am i where are we in this uh in this thing i think you know similar to you strike up a conversation with someone you haven't met in a while or seen yeah. in a while you kind of start off with what are you what have you been up to lately yeah. you know and kind of have that catch-up moment in some ways i think you know the pre-game process is kind of yeah. like that where you're sitting there you're evaluating like i mean what have i been up to are, yeah. are we at that point where we're ready to to move forward or do we need to kind of check in? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it's what's really interesting that really kind of clicked for me listening this weekend was that we kind of have these really weird backwards, broken standards with prayer that are just common sense to us in other relationships. Like pastor Tom used the illustration of a marriage a lot throughout. Uh -huh. And I even think about like, if I'm apart from my wife for a few days, right? If she's off on a trip or I'm off on a trip or whatever it is, I'm like registering little things that, that are happening to me or that I'm experiencing or that I think she would think is funny or whatever. I'm like, I'm flagging these different things in my day because I'm like, Ooh, I want to talk to her about that. Uh -huh. I want to talk to her about that. I want to talk to her about that. And so there's kind of the, this, the pre-work is almost already done because I'm just naturally doing it because I know that if I show up, come back home and I have nothing to say to my wife, that is not going to be a good start, right? We've been away for a little bit now. I should have a lot to say, you know? And, and so we kind of naturally do the, the pre-work in a marriage or a friendship or a relationship like that. But there's something weird when we get into prayer that we just... We, we treat it like something so totally different than what it is. It's a conversation and a relationship that is super intimate. For sure. I'm sure there are, you know, all of us, even, even us staff members, we're all in it too. But like, there's going to be times where you go to the Lord in prayer and it's like you last talked to him five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be other times where uh, maybe it was five days ago. Yeah. Let's just be honest. There are those... Just hypothetically just speaking. Yeah, yeah. Not me, but probably somebody yeah. else on yeah. staff. Anyway... Uh, <laughs> No, definitely me. Um, and I think that's a great example, just thinking about the relationship with your wife. I mean, marriage is supposed to be a picture of our relationship with God. It's mm. the closest thing on earth that we can experience that is a picture of what it's supposed to be like walking with Jesus. Yeah. And I, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't I don't text you all day with things, hey, I just got out of a meeting. Yeah. Would, I, but I would text my wife those things. And so having that just... That's what our relationship with God is supposed to be like. And when you go into it, prayer, mm. just having a moment to pause and just say, hey, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> you know, mm. like, I know it's very conversational, but just evaluating, like, what have I been up to this week? And I have, are we prepared to just talk? Yeah. Or do we need to catch up a little bit? Yeah. It's just yeah. a powerful example. Or even is there, you know, I thought Pastor Tom's first question, have you looked in the mirror lately? Yeah. Is there, is there something off in the relationship? Because man, if... If, if when I left my wife at the beginning of the day, right, and I come back at the end of the day, if we left not in a good spot, we're not going to open up on right. how my day was or what's for dinner, right? right. Those are not going to be <laughs> the opening topics. What's for dinner is just kind of a dangerous question. Yeah, anyway, that's so. a dangerous question yeah. all the time. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to open up with 
man, let's let's come back to that thing, right? Yep. Because that's where we're going to start. And I even thought your your comment about you're going to text your wife throughout the day as things are going. I think this is that comes back to me for another thing of these really kind of practical things that we understand in relationships that we don't seem to understand with God. Yeah. Like if you I did long distance with my wife before we got married and one of the things I became super familiar with is the different modes of communication that there are, right? There's text, there's phone calls, and there's FaceTimes. And those are all for different purposes. Like you do different things with each of those modes of communication. A text is kind of keeping the conversation going throughout the day. It's little updates, things like that. A call is about like, hey, something crazy just happened or I need information really fast or whatever. And a FaceTime is like, no, we're actually gonna hang out and this might take hours. I wanna show you something. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Right. And so it's going to be a little bit more uh, maybe casual and long form. Uh, A call is going to be shorter and more direct. And then a text is going to be the absolute most direct. And so I look at that in my dating relationship at the time. And I'm like, again, how simple and clearly do I understand these modes of communication with somebody else? But I just don't seem to carry that with God. That like these little day prayers throughout the day. Man, those are texts. That's true. Right? I think it's perfectly appropriate to have a moment in a day to say, Lord, just God, give me energy. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. Those little and check-ins, that's it. That's right? a text. Yeah. You know, and then there's going to be times where you're specifically asked, you know, every every morning our staff, we pray over the requests that are turning turned in on the weekend. And, and we try to be diligent with that and, yeah. and pray this is what they're requesting. We're, we're standing in agreement with this person. And, and those, those end up being super direct because right. it's like, man, maybe we don't know the situation super well. So here's right. the information that we do have. And that's what we're praying for. And then there's other moments where you you turn on the, the worship music and you go into your prayer closet yeah. and, you, and you spend some time yeah. and truly seek God for your, for your family, for whatever situation you're going through. And it's... Yeah. Maybe that's the FaceTime prayer. Yeah, exactly. It's a bit longer. I and, love it. Yeah. Because what I'll tell you too is in that long distance relationship, uh, I don't think my wife and I would have made it through that long distance if we never texted and we called and FaceTime, or if we never called but we texted and FaceTime, mm-hmm. or we never FaceTime but we texted and called. And the Bible says we needed all of them. So First Thessalonians five, pray without ceasing. Yeah. You, you, look, you look back through your text conversations with your wife. It's like the conversation never ends. Yeah. Right? So I think that's a powerful yeah. illustration. Yeah. There's no close to no it. No close. Yeah. It just, it might stop for a few hours and then it picks back up because yeah. you, you left the house again or whatever. Yeah. So. That's good. So in, so in Pastor Tom's kind of pregame message, he's talking about six questions. I'll, I'll throw them off really quick in case, you know, you forgot them or more than likely we forgot them. <laughs> um, his, his questions were, have you looked in the mirror lately? That kind of check in with yourself. Have you given much thought to what you're asking for? Are you okay with God's will if it isn't the same as yours? Are you satisfied with God, what God's already given you? Are you holding a grudge against anyone? And are you ready for prayer? What would you say out of those six was the most challenging question or like, ooh, maybe I need to start asking that question a little bit more. I think the most challenging question for me was, are you ready for God's will? Like, mm. are you willing to accept God's will? Um, I think that's a, that is a really interesting evaluation because so many times when we're praying, we're praying for our will. Yeah. And uh, 
And we should. That's kind of the point, right? That's we're bringing our, our request. We're bringing our request to God, and we're hoping for our will. But in our own short-sightedness, I mean, so many times we're reminded in Scripture, His ways are so much higher than our ways. Yeah. I can think of so many things in my life that happened that, that was not my will. I didn't want to walk through certain seasons, but I reflect on it so much now. Mm what things that I learned in those seasons that God was obviously, his will completely trumped mine and he was completely right. Yeah. And I might've even been praying for a different outcome. Yeah. You would have never chosen it. Would not have chosen it. But the hindsight, the application later is the lesson that I really needed to learn. Mm. And I think that's such a powerful thought. I, I know that there's been, there's a lot of people that have said before that to pray God's will is somehow soft or it's not specific we're not mm. really or it's safe mm. it's a safe prayer because mm. well whatever happens i mean at least it's not my fault god that was what god wanted right yeah and that is that's kind of the whole tension of the question right <laughs> yes. it's like am i just going to go around never saying anything that i want or that because i'm so afraid of being told no and there might be a point to that conversation and, yeah. and, may, and maybe yeah be be specific with your prayers for sure, but 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 God's ultimately going to do what He wants to do. Yeah. And I think back at uh, maybe Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is one example. We know that God can rescue us from this fire, mm. but even if He doesn't, we yeah. st- we're, we're still not going to do this. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so God's will was what they were ultimately yielding to. He doesn't want us to bow to this idol, mm. so we're not going to, regardless yeah. of what of is going to come of it. We're having a conversation about it thousands of years later. Yeah. How about that for God's will, right? Yeah. Um, I'm sure they weren't praying for that moment to happen, but yeah. God's will was involved in that. And uh, I just think, or Jesus in the garden, he said, he's literally praying to God, God, if, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. Yeah. Talk about a prayer you know you were going to get told no on, right? Well, yeah. Like, or like, like, or like us, we're like, God, I really don't want to go through this situation. Yeah. Or, I really don't want to have this conversation or yeah. I I really don't want, you know, whatever, yeah. name it. I really don't want to move. I really don't want to change jobs, whatever it may be. Um, but then he finishes with, nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Mm. So honestly, when we have that moment where we go, God, here's my request. I don't really know what you're doing. I don't really understand it all. T- talk about the last 18 months. What in the world is happening in the world? <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. I don't know what you're up to. But God, I know you have a will. Mm. I know you have a desire for me to get something from this. I know that you're up to something. I know that you're refining your church. I know that you're building your church. Like, these are all promises in your word. I don't understand why you're doing it this way. Mm. But God, your will be done. I want to be in the middle of that. Yeah. I want to be in the middle of your will. I think that's a bold honestly a dangerous prayer sometimes we sometimes we say it's safe but i i just think that's so bold jesus is saying i am willing yeah to endure this for your will's sake Mm. because it trumps mine and i think that's almost that is the the most faith loaded prayer i think is in is to following that that model of jesus in the garden to say what you want and then to follow it with but also what I want even more than what I just said is whatever you want. Yep. And because on one hand, I, I do think there's there's probably a large group of us who we maybe never speak the things that we want out loud 
because we're so afraid for God to say no. Mm-hmm. And so we keep our prayers legitimately restricted to God, I just want your will for my life, right? And it's like, that's great. That's great sentiment. But look at maybe what's lying under the heart of that. Are you scared to be told no? Are right. you Because that's a faith moment, right? right? To say, I, I want this, but I trust that even if you don't give this to me, it's not because you're not there. It's because you have something, you have something totally different, totally better for me planned. And maybe not better as far as easier, but better because it's your will for my life. So many examples yeah. in scripture. I think of Paul... With the thorn in his flesh. Yeah. Three times I asked the Lord to take it from me, but he didn't. He gave it to me to keep me from being conceited. Mm. And then he writes the scripture for my power is made perfect in weakness. We don't have that scripture Mm. if he doesn't have this thing that he's wrestling with. And he's clearly asked God to take it away, but God has a greater will. Yeah. Yeah. Paul, I want you to, I want this to keep you humble. Yeah. I want it to keep you desiring me. I want you to point it out to people that. My power is sufficient for you. Mm. Like, and th- there are things about, you know, my own personality or my own life that I wish God would change. And he wants it there for a reason. And yeah. to, to yield to his will is, it's challenging sometimes, but it is a, it's a worthy thing. Yeah. It's a worthy cause. It's yeah. just, uh, we have to be willing to accept it sometimes. Yeah. And, and be okay with and a trust lot of, it. be okay with a lot of tension. Yeah. Right? Cause even in that Paul example, or others like you even think of of Jesus the the physical toll on his body as he's praying that prayer right like that he's like sweating blood which we're like how does that actually even work right like that's crazy, crazy. and and Paul is in this this deep wrestling with God that it wasn't one time that he asked it but it was three right that there's a lot of tension involved when we're saying this is what I want but ultimately I want what you want that's going to bring us to a point of tension because this is where prayer changes us. When we say prayer changes things, I think prayer changes us most of all, but it does change things. And as prayer changes us, we take what we really want and we continue to say, but I do want what you want, God. And ultimately those things are gonna come together. Either it's perfect alignment, what I want is actually in that moment what God wants for my life, or I am inching each time that I wrestle with God closer and closer to what he wants is is my prayers are adapting over time as I continue to be told no. Because at the end of the day, what's really cool about prayer is it's almost like... um, you know, I've got the um, Avengers and or Marvel really has like this picture of the timeline, like really wrapped in my mind right now, because that's where they're at is like the, the multiverse is blowing up and all these fractions are going You're everywhere. You're losing me, but somebody knows. Somebody knows. Somebody knows. And, but there's, there's kind of this, there's this moving thing that's all very cohesive. And when yeah. you look at it, it was at one point very organized. Now it's becoming increasingly disorganized because we need superheroes to come and fix it, right? But the organized version where it's all kind of, interwoven and it's moving forward and stuff like that, that looks a lot like God's will to me, where it's it's moving and it's not going to stop moving and it's not going to become disorganized and it's not going to come off the wheels. And what I'm trying to do in prayer, and this is where I think we miss the fact that we actually get to be incredibly involved in God's will. God could accomplish his will however he wants to, yeah. yet God has decided to accomplish his will through you and I speaking it into existence, Mm -hmm. requesting it into existence, praying it into existence, not manifesting it, but coming to a point in our wrestling and in our prayers where our prayers become prayers that mimic his will. 
that we go through the, the, the wrestling and the tension and the pain points and the seven times asking, the 12 times asking, the no's as we grow and learn and come closer and closer to what God's will is, that we're actually praying God's yep. will into reality. I mean, that's like, I, there's no reason for us to participate that way, for right. us to be involved that way, but God allows us into it. Yep. I think, you know, with the, the common scripture, delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. And it it's such a, you know, wrestling match yeah. of like, oh, he'll give me the desires of my heart. But what's the, what do I have to do? Delight myself in him. So if I'm delighting in him, what is the desire of my heart? Mm. <laughs> the desire of my heart changes because I'm delighted in him. Yeah. Therefore, I get him. Yeah. And I think that's one of those scriptures that's so twisted that like, it's framing. I have desires, yeah. but the more I go to his word, the more I go to him in prayer, the more I lay my request down at his feet, mm. the more I actually begin to realize that he is what I need. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what he now gives Now it's me. being framed by my desire for And him. some of these old desires, they just start withering away. Mm. I don't need more money. Yeah. I don't need a new car. I don't yeah. need this. I need your peace. Yeah. I need your presence. I need you. And you, you begin to, it's a challenging thing, but yeah, that's really good. It's good. So what would you say you're going to do this week to practically pregame for prayer? You know, Pastor Tom gave us all these questions to ask ourselves to get ready to pray. What's something that you're like, man, I'm coming away from this. I'm going to, I'm going to do this before I pray this week. That's a good question. Um, I think one of the things that 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 I found if I don't if I don't write things down mm. I will just consistently pray the same thing mm. get in that rut that habit of yeah I pray for my kids I pray that they would know that they're loved I pray that they would know that they're worth I would pray that they would get a good night's sleep or have good dreams or yeah. whatever um, and those are all good things but if I don't specifically go what a, what about their life five years from now? What do I pray that they know when they're mm. in 10th grade, when mm. when they get married or when they get their first job, when they leave the home? Mm. Um, then I naturally, you just don't always pray for those things. And so I yeah. think the big thing is to write it down. What am I going to pray for this week? Yeah. Um, specifically, if I'm going to pray for, you know, my day to day, you know, rather than just praying that I have a good day, specifically right I pray that I would delight in the Lord I pray that when I am tempted God that I would see that you are more mm. and I would look past that temptation I would walk in your truth instead of the temptation I'd specifically pray for those things and I'd wonder what would change if yeah. we did that more often yeah that was a super convicting question that second question have you given much thought to what you're asking for because to me, it's like the answer's probably always been no in my prayer life. Yeah. Like it's what I'm a victim of the moment. Yeah. It's whatever, whatever comes up at the moment, whatever is my attention and my heart is drawn to. And, and there's definitely like, I think about that long form FaceTime opportunity, man, if, if God and I are going to sit down for, for 30 minutes, we're going to sit down for an hour, whatever it is, then okay, there's probably a lot more room there for me because a lot of what my wife and I did on FaceTime when we were dating was like, we're just sitting there looking at each other, like waiting for who's going to go next because we just wanted to be together, you know, right. like, and so that right. was what we were FaceTiming for because we wanted to be together, not because we had all these burning things to say because we said those through texts and calls throughout the day. So yeah. FaceTime was just to be together. So maybe in that FaceTime moment, that's okay. But thinking about 
man, how can I come into this week and be really strategic? Right. I mean, I that's such a Pastor Tom ism. Like that's such a great way that he thinks about things because that's even the philosophy of Oikos, right? If you're if you're aiming for everybody, you you won't get anybody, right? So yeah. so write the people down that you're aiming for. Right. Be that bold. Be that specific. Um, and I think, man, take that and write down the prayers that I have for those people in their lives this week. Write down the prayers that I have for my life this week um, and maybe even get in a rhythm of starting my week by writing those things out and, and sticking to, you know, not the script, but sticking to those things and saying, no, I actually put thought and effort into this. And I think about, man, how annoying it would be to be on God's side of the equation as I'm just sitting there rambling because I am so lost. I'm so unfocused. I'm so, those are not people I want to hang out with, you know, people who are just like, talking to me and then they're all of a sudden fading off into everything else. <laughs> but that's me with God, you know? And so I'm looking at that saying, man, I, I don't think I have given much thought to what I'm asking for. And this week I want to do a better job. In so here's the challenge yeah. for me. I just thought of this for yeah. me or for those watching, take the Lord's prayer, for example. Yeah. And those different elements, one of giving reverence to who God is, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Mm. God, you are, you are good. You've been my redeemer. Mm. You've saved, like, to give him praise for who he is in your life. And then I'm just thinking the different elements, your kingdom come, your will be done. Yeah. Some people here. have broken that prayer up into, into like an ACTS thing, okay. right? Where it's like adoration is the mm -hmm. beginning. Confession is in the middle. Um, thanksgiving yeah. is third. And then supplication, which yeah. is like the actual request, right? How often do we as Americans ever pray, God, give me today my daily bread? Mm. We got like, you know, monthly paychecks and stuff yeah, and yeah. go buy groceries like, Lord, I'd, and I'd we like go to, buy stuff we don't I'd even like need. I'd like to buy this thing next month. Right. You know? Like we're, we're so far in the future. Yes. Yeah. But just to try to understand what it feels like to ask God for my daily need. Yeah. And to, and to allow my prayers to keep me focused on today. Yeah. Right? Because all anxiety does is it uses today's strength for tomorrow's problems. So maybe we're so prosperous, we're not we're not always directly praying for just our daily portions of food. Mm. But what what kind of what peace do I need that just today? Mm. Just to focus on today. Yeah. Um, deliver me from temptation, like I was just saying a minute ago, like I'm going to be tempted to sin this week. Mm. How often do I pray for the strength to overcome it? Yeah. Yeah, you think honest, about the not foresight often. in that prayer, right? Yeah. It's looking beyond this moment that I'm in right now, and it's looking at it's looking at my entire day. I'm yeah. going to experience a lot of things today, not mm -hmm. just whatever I'm feeling right now in the car, but I'm going to experience some disappointments. I'm going to experience some wins. I'm going to experience some losses. So as I go through this, I want to glorify you in all of it. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. Well, hopefully you'll join us this week in uh, thinking about what we're praying for ahead of time. And uh, we hope it's been uh, maybe a helpful conversation for you. And as always, we'd encourage you to drop a, a tangible takeaway that you have there in the comments. We'd love to know uh, something that you're taking away from the message this week. Uh, and don't forget, like the video and share it with a friend. Uh, with that said, we'll catch you guys on Tangible Takeaways next week. Thank you.